going on everybody welcome back to the resistance broadcast i'm john thanks for joining us on this monday mid-march uh we had a great time on the mando fan show this past wednesday with kevin from toying around and boba squadron uh great guest and uh with me as always on this pod james and Lacey. uh how fun was that just out of the gate for for anyone who might not have listened or watched it yet and hopefully they do a really good time to for our first guest of uh our return on the mando fan show right mm-hmm. i have to say i have great vibes when it comes to people so i'm not surprised <laughs> i i love when we have guests just in general because mm-hmm. we do that we do the show so often that we've figured sort of each other's patterns and things and it's really nice to have somebody come in and have sort of a different view of like i don't know if you guys have talked about this but it's like maybe we have maybe we haven't but like let's discuss it what's your angle on it and um it's just so much fun to have guests so uh, mando fancho is just another fun uh time when we get to regularly have those guests on I, I love it yeah and you know this episode typically when we're doing the mando fan show or a trb live that's specifically covering uh a current running star wars show we do our new shows on mondays but today we're not talking about the news we'll probably talk touch on some of the bigger stories that come out next week but today it's time because celebrations around the corner and i know there's some of you out there a lot of you out there who are listening and watching saying like, John, I'm not going to celebration. So what else do you got for me? We're going to talk about other stuff too. We have some cool topics that we're going to talk about in Will of the Force. So uh, we have a loaded show. But yeah, for those going to celebration, whether it's your first time or your first time to London like me, uh, we're going to go over all the tips, tricks, and ways to maximize your experience uh, at Star Wars Celebration um, and specifically London. And then also at the end of that, we're going to get to some of the questions that you submitted to us on Twitter. So a uh, loaded, loaded show, and we are excited to get into it. So a couple of reminders, of course, if you are new to TRB, welcome. We're really excited to have you. Thank you. Um, I know a lot of people found us on our recent episode of the Mando Fan Show. So this is our normal pod, so to speak. But subscribe <laughs> to us uh, where you prefer, whether that's YouTube, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast, or your preferred podcast app, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, wherever you get your audio pods, subscribe there. And if there's a rating system and you want to shoot us five stars, we appreciate that too. Um, and then the Mando Fan Show is going to be back Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be on with a uh, cosplayer and author, Jedi Manda, is going to be our guest as we talk about chapter 19 of the Mandalorian. So that'll be eight 30 East uh, right here on YouTube. And then the following day on the podcast apps. Um, but we got a lot to talk about, so let's get after it. And James will of the force, buddy. I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. Yes. I love doing will of the force. And this week we are going to kick it off with a great question that has to do with Star Wars Celebration. Uh, of course, will the Obi-Wan Kenobi look back panel that we're getting, uh, will it end with a season two announcement? Um, I know John's take on this because he wrote us privately as soon as it was announced. So I'm going to jump to him first just to knock it out. John, what are your thoughts on Kenobi's panel getting a season two uh, announcement? So... James, I, I forget. I was I must have been 
at work or whatever and you sent the the link like oh the panels are you know someone found the url or was announced or whatever and i took a quick mm-hmm. scroll and i happened to see the obi-wan and it said look back and i'm like they're doing a panel on the celebration stage looking back on a streaming series that came out last year that's interesting and because it's on the celebration stage and I know, I know Ewan McGregor is not popping up on Twin Sun stage. You, you got Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. They're going on the big stage. But for an Obi-Wan look back, uh, I found that to be a little curious. And I know there's been rumors and not even just rumors. Ewan McGregor saying like, I want to do it. I want to do it. want to do season two. Let's go. He was an executive producer for season one. People love him. People love Obi-Wan. I think that's happening. I think they are going to announce a season two for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know if that means Deborah Chow is going to do it. Wouldn't surprise me if they found another director. Nothing against her, but she seemed to have closure with season one, uh, as did uh, our guest Natalie Holt, the composer for the series. But Ewan McGregor doesn't think so, and that matters more than anything. So I think that panel is going to exist, but they want to pop it, and they're going to pop it by giving us an announcement for Obi-Wan season two uh, on Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm, I'm really on the fence on this. Uh, I, the only thing I will say, uh, cause I want Lacey to answer this and I can sort of bounce off what she says. The only thing I can say about this though, that feels right to me is that if they don't, that feels like a nail in the coffin for that concept. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Lacey, what do you, do you think they'll announce a season two, uh, for right at the end of that or during that panel? <sighs> It's tricky, you know, because it's one of those things that like if they come up with if they announce this, of course, I'm going to be excited. And of course, I'm going to watch it because I enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. Um, I don't think they're going to. I think this is a this conversation is more of a celebration of what happened while also leveraging the guests that they're having for autographs anyway, that they're paying to be there. And then also celebrating it in a way that the people that want more still get to have fun with it at the panel. That's my thought. I don't think they're going to do more. I think, I think there's a lot going on with Lucasfilm right now, (laughs) which we might get into in some of these questions, (laughs) but it just seems to me that it's just a little out of touch to think that they need more Obi-Wan Kenobi because I don't even know if it's done that well ratings wise, to be honest. I know Andor didn't, did not do as good as they had hoped. I know Mandalorian obviously is their best property right now, but I guess my question is, did Obi-Wan Kenobi do that well? Yeah, it all sort of depends. Like if you're looking at like critics ratings, like, you know, Obi-Wan didn't do as well, but then Andor did, you know, it's like, it depends right. on like what metric you're wanting to rate the show's success. Right. On. Right. Um, Lacey, I think I'm with you that mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to announce this. Um, uh, but and I think that will probably sort of be a a nail in the coffin on that concept for fans. They'll they'll go, they'll wait, um, they'll be excited. But I also think like if you're right that they, um, I don't know if this was announced or not, but like if Hayden Christensen is there, then I think it's also weird if they announce it season two because then we are all like speculating that Vader wouldn't be in it, and it makes it even harder in canon and stuff for that to all work. I think Vader would be in oh. it. They just won't cross paths. Hmm. Um, but yeah. do you know what I just Googled? Any mm. guesses? Mm. Um, uh, what time is it in Cucamonga? <laughs> that was the second uh, thing. Cucamonga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
uh, I asked, are pies popular in England? <laughs> oh, no. Because I'm putting the this. call out right now. Pie bet. And I know I'm in the lesser odds here, but I'm still willing to do it for Obi-Wan Season 2 being announced at the end of that panel. Do you accept? No, I don't. I still I'm... have a debt. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, yeah, I'm already getting pied. I, it's, it's just... Can I... Can I redeem the other bet in England? You mean pious in England? Yes. I mean, I assumed that's what we were going to be doing because we're finally all together. But it would have. We're going to find pies. We got to find. It would pies. have to be at the end of the night after we don't have to be somewhere. Go to go to any like get a meat grocery pie. store. <laughs> no, we're not going to meat pie ourselves. Get out of here. Yeah. No, we're not meat pieing ourselves. That's disgusting. meat pie. No, we're not doing that. Another brick in the wall. All right, here we go. <laughs> John, uh, you're saying that to the person that did order pies over Target and have it delivered to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, we're not always. We're also not very super reliable. <laughs> we, yeah, we bought all those pies and we still didn't end up doing it. Um, we meant to. We promise we meant to. Um, guys, do you know how you? Do you know how people can get on Will of Force? Uh, you can join our Patreon, uh, patreoncom broadcast. and that allows you to submit questions and topics featured on the show. And one of one of which is Will of the Force. So you know, just joining, you will put out the call in one of our specific Patreon posts, and that's the moment where you get to submit questions, and we look at those questions, and occasionally we'll pick some and say, Hey, this is a great question. Let's go ahead and talk about this on the show. So thanks to commander Michael Coit Cortis. Is that right? Courtois Courtois at Jedi Sparky. Um, I'll say, uh, Michael wanted to know, uh, with the success of the big movie franchises, Marvel, Top Gun, Avatar, etc., will there be pressure for a new Star Wars movie to break the billion dollar barrier for it to be considered a successful movie in the eyes of, of Disney and Lucasfilm. Lacey, do you want to go first on this one? What do you think? I'm always the person that's like, box office don't matter. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if the story's good, it's good. If fans like it, sure, whatever. I mean, we're fans of Solo and people seemingly think that's not a success. But mm -hmm. that being said, um, with all the news that came out this past week of Disney scrapping things, things are no longer in development. Uh, I think that there is pressure on Lucasfilm and Disney for Star Wars movies. I'm not even going to say to hit the billion dollar barrier, Jedi Sparky, which I think is a good question. I think there's just pressure to make a movie happen at this point. So I'm going to tweak your question a little bit and say, yes, there is pressure, but not pressure to make money. I think there's pressure just to make it happen. And then in making it happen, also make money, if that makes sense. Because it's just insane, the news we got this past week about how everything like Kevin Feige's thing on, sh on the shelf. Like Ryan Johnson somehow missing again. <laughs> Taika still in production. <laughs> Rogue Squadron out. It's just you can't help but wonder, okay, but what is there then? And I think we're going to get into that into our celebration chat of what we think is going to happen. But I would agree with you. Yes, there there will be pressure, Michael, uh, on these movies to deliver not just money for the businesses, but also critic and fan acclaim. 
to be good movies, which they have not done at this point for six years. <laughs> wow. John, do, do you think that the billion dollar mark is uh, something that Disney and Lucasfilm are looking as a key like marker for success? Um, I don't think so because I think billion, I mean, a movie making a billion dollars is a rare feat. You take Marvel out of the equation and it's just, there's not a lot of movies that have done that. And, right. And like 40 of them are Marvel. So, like, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's a new phenomenon that was mostly pre pandemic. I think the pandemic has made it much more difficult for a movie to hit a billion dollars at a box office. It has to be something special, which Top Gun two was. And Jim Cameron is bulletproof and avatar is a movie. Like you got to see it in 3d. The only way you can do that is come to the theater and that stuff, you know? Um, so I think there's gotta be a realistic goal in mind. Um, you could still make a movie for 200, 250 million dollars and have it make 800, 900 million. And that's a great success because then you got merch behind it and everything else that comes with it. And that movie could spawn TV shows and sequels. So I don't think there's this like immense pressure. Like you need to hit a billion dollars anymore, especially post pandemic world. And then also taking into the fact that if, if the reports are true, we're sort of starting fresh with star Wars. So this doesn't, this isn't going to come with the nostalgia of the return of the original trilogy characters or even a lot of the other characters we like where the force awakens was this big warm blanket of welcome home literally in the trailer and the movie makes $2 billion. This is not riding on that. So all those factors alone, I think it's unfair and unrealistic for them to say, you need to hit a billion with this new star Wars movie. So I bet they're not even planning for that. And the only thing that makes me hung up a bit is the report at least uh, that we talked about on our short on YouTube of the budget of Indiana Jones being like 300 million or whatever. Cause I don't think that's going to make a billion either. Um, but that's the last one. So they probably wanted to make it right. And I understand that and appreciate that star Wars. Like if they do a $250 million movie, use some proper blending of maybe the volume studios in certain areas with location stuff. And they make batman the batman money i think that's fine i don't believe in like the other aspect of this which is the fan obsession of this is why my franchise is better because it made more money like lawrence kazan famously said when he was talking about solo's performance he's like people never used to know how much movies made they didn't care they just wanted a good movie like Lacey just said um and if lawrence kazan says it then you know i'm on board with that so i don't think there's anything like that and i don't think there should be hmm. i counted there are 10 out of the 50 that are marvel <laughs> right. whatever man. and not superhero just... movies so just just marvel i'm not here um, to be wikipedia james no 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 i'm just i'm just saying that i think your point is that you know there's only so many movies and and marvel is is on top of that but one thing i i will say is that i think you uh have a good point that you know uh they're probably not looking at that as a metric of six i mean they are it's obviously like that's great we did it you know but not whether the movie is successful in their eyes or not um i think that is more of a fan driven thing that the billion dollar uh marker but 
you know, they, they tout it, they talk about it in, in all these things. And when you're coming out with the force awakens, billion dollars, rogue one, billion dollars, last Jedi, billion dollars, solo, not a billion dollars. Uh Oh, big failure. What's happening. Ah, and then they do rise of Skywalker, a million, a billion dollars. It's like, okay, I think maybe there is something to that, that they are thinking, um, that's the other uh, like shareholders or whatever, which are fans, you know, uh, people who hold, hold stock in Disney saying, if you don't release a star Wars movie and it does a billion dollars, then it, then it was not a success. So I, I don't know. I think there's some truth to that. And I the think pandemic the billion too. dollars is that okay. marker. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I'm going to say that, I I just hope that fandom can get to the point where they can release a Star Wars movie, and it's a five hundred, you know, thousand dollar, or a five hundred million dollar movie. That would be bad. Well, yeah, I was I was trying to I was like, what is what's the math on that? Yeah, five hundred million dollars or something like they they put, you know, one eighty into it and they made five hundred million. And it's like, oh, that was a success. Good, it was a good movie. You know, I, I just. I don't know. Obviously with Mandalorian, they can do a lot with that and it still feels very cinematic. So it's very possible that they could put out a two hour story and keep it well under budget, release it in theaters. And it doesn't have to make a billion dollars to be a big successful, like theatrical star Wars movie, but it kind of depends on what fans think because fans are the shareholders too. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know what, what, who are we even talking about? We say Disney and Lucasfilm. It's all one system. Um, let's move on to the next question though. Uh, and this one is going to be, will, this is another celebration one. Um, will the making of Andor season one panel end with this is a reel for Andor season two It's very similar to the other question, but this time we're talking about Andor and we know Andor season two is coming, but is there any chance we're going to get any footage of it? John, what do you think? Uh, yes, I do. I'm being very positive. I, I just think because uh, in 2020, when that show had only been filming for a short period of time, we got a sizzle reel on the webcast. I imagine at Star Wars Celebration, um, especially knowing that Tony Gilroy and Diego Luna are going to be there to talk about the making of Andor Season 1. They're filming the show. It's been filming for seven months. They're going to have something to show us. I don't think it's going to be a trailer, but I think it'll be a behind-the-scenes thing. Um, and maybe teasing like that return of some familiar characters or like K2 or something like that. Cause we all know he's coming. They don't need to like save that. And I don't think Tony Gilroy is that theatrical when it comes to that stuff. So I think we will definitely get some sort of behind the scenes sizzle reel and uh, to, to whet our appetites for the return of Andor because that's far away still. But uh, I, I just, I don't see how they wouldn't have something like that. It doesn't have to be big, but something. Uh, Lacey, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with John. I think that we're definitely going to get some type of video sizzle reel for Andor Season 2. I think it would be not only the perfect opportunity because you have Star Wars fans all captured at one weekend, but um, it's just something else to add as an announcement for a property that is about to come out. Um, Especially since... It's an easy way for Disney Plus to plug what's already on Disney Plus. They could even end the sizzle with like watch season one now on Disney Plus um, if they yeah, release the sizzle point. reel online. So I'm going to say yes. I think they will. I definitely know that we're getting 
new footage of Andor season two. I definitely think that's happening. My question with this is, is it happening at the making of Andor season one panel or the panel that is four hours earlier, the Lucasfilm studio showcase? I think that Andor isn't in that panel and that's why they made the making of Andor season one. And I think you guys are probably right because I think right now what they need to focus on is the shows that are right in front of us. Skeleton crew. Acolyte, yep. Indiana Jones, new movie. Yeah, Indiana Jones season two. Sure. Ahsoka's got its own panel though, which is very interesting. <laughs> yes, but they did they did that last time. They showed With us Mando Plus. They talked about Mandalorian, but then they showed oh, yeah. footage at Mandalorian Plus. It was more. So I was sitting on a rug with Lacey while you were enjoying that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a, I'm gonna agree with you guys. Making of and Andor season one is where you're gonna get the footage. Um, although it would be nice to be in the big one for the day, but uh, it's still a long ways away. So let's just get what we get. Um, I'm going to move on to the last one here for Will of the Force, and then we'll wrap it up. Will this year's Star Wars celebration be the best since 2015? Lacey, what do you think about Star Wars celebration London 2023? Does it have the potential to be number one? No. Um, <laughs> okay hear me we out. hear you though it's gonna be awesome but yeah because i you. i don't because i know some of our questions coming into the next sec- section uh i was gonna say segment section um and then a lot of questions and, and feedback we've been getting online is people are like oh my god this is my first one look it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome probably a nine out of ten maybe even a ten out of ten celebration in 2015 was a 15 out of 10 like it's hard to explain the just pure energy of Star Wars being back compared to now. And I'm not saying that I'm not excited because obviously I'm in a completely different position than I was in 2015 and I wouldn't change anything about it. Like I love this community. I love being a part of this podcast and the friends that we've made. It's a whole new experience for me. And I love meeting all of you guys at home at these events and like geeking out together and hanging out at the bars and doing whatever. It's I wouldn't trade that. But if you're talking purely on content alone, it's going to be really hard to top that 2015 Force Awakens panel. (laughs) Like you had every celebrity there. You had all the original cast, including Peter Mayhew, um, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Mark Hamill. Kenny Baker? No, Kenny Baker wasn't there. Um. But you had all the new people, so Oscar, John, and Daisy there. You had Kathleen and J.J. Abrams there. You had the trailer that no one had ever seen yet. Like, the fact that you were seeing Harrison Ford as Han Solo on screen again was had people in the audience straight up crying, like grown adults sobbing. I don't think you're ever going to capture that again. And that doesn't lessen any other future experience. Um, mm-hmm. I think this show is going to be so fun. And I can't wait to see what they come up with. But I mean, these guys know I talk about it all the time. But like even just who we had Kevin on toying around on uh, Fernando Fancho, he even said he's like, yeah, the only other celebration I've been to is 2015. And it was amazing. Like, it's just like people remember that as like a pure time of yeah. Star Wars love, I guess. Um, I'll jump in and I'll say, you know what? I, I think you are right the one thing that I would say that could be really interesting about this, uh, you saying that the big angle on that was 
Star Wars is back. And I feel like the Star Wars fandom right now is thinking like we were promised a movie a year and it's been so long and we don't know what's happening with the movie. And we we're trying to pay attention to the websites and, and the news is just so crazy. I feel like them coming in there on that first day and saying, this is the Damon Lindelof movie. This is the Taika Waititi movie. You know what I mean? You heard about Kevin Feige's movie. It's not canceled. It's this one. You know what I mean? They they have the potential to do that. N- that not only uh, that, but also filling in with like the the hype on the Mandalorian and leading into Ahsoka, which is like the, the the Rebels fans and the footage that we see. I mean, we were already hyped on what little bit we got of Ahsoka before, and those Rebels fans and everything. I just I think there could be a possibility when we look back at it, we're like they announced a lot and it was very exciting to be in those rooms when those things happen um but it's all up against that one that one movie that one experience of like that trailer with the cast in the room and it's like uh, yeah, you're right and they might not not ever top that but i can it's hard tell to you top that- peter carrie mark and anthony daniels all on a stage together but I think that yeah. this could be if I if I if I twist the wording of the question a little bit like sure. that one was the top, but this one will be the best one since then. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. That, yes. That could, could be. The, you that said could be the case. you're saying could 2023 top 16, 17 and 2022. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, yeah, I yeah, I forget the years. 16. I, I know it's 2019. You're right. Yeah. 16, 17, 19, 22. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. And RIP R- R- 2020 Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That was um, a year. The John, let's get year. into it. What, what, uh, what's your thoughts on Star Wars Celebration this year being the best since 2015? Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't at 2015, but I remember just uh, I was at Disney World when that trailer dropped. Uh, and I remember just uh, all the hype around it and trying to follow the panels and stuff. And I wasn't with Star Wars Newsnet at the time or anything. So I wasn't in kind of like coverage. I was just like, oh, the trailer's out. I got to go watch it. Uh, hold my spot in the line for Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, but I don't, I, I am actually not, I hope it is the best since 2015. But it's going to really be tough to be 2019 because you, Let's not forget that everyone was super jacked up about the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. Everyone lost their minds. I was just about to say that. And then and then the Mandalorian. No, it's okay. And then the Mandalorian panel too. Like the debut of footage of the Mandalorian and you know, Pedro Pascal walking out on stage, and a lot of people are like, Who's that guy? And now look at him. So that's gonna be tough to beat. Also, don't forget Andor trailer was that month too. That was the first real footage we've seen of Andor. Was Andor? That, was that that? No. No. Not at 2019. 2019 no. Chicago. Oh, yeah. you said 2019. I thought you said 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to beat that one. Um, if they do, then we're sitting pretty because that was two really big deals. Like the Mandalorian in episode nine, like that was a monster celebration. So um I hope so. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm I'm sticking with my optimistic angle on this will of the force. I'm gonna say yes, it is. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for will of the force, and we can just move right into all of that celebration hype as we head into our discussion. Obi Wan once thought as you do. 
That's right. So we do this in usually a few weeks to a month before uh, the upcoming Star Wars celebration. Uh, we like to offer our thoughts on how to prepare with tips, tricks, and the way to just maximize your experience with as little stress as possible. Because I know like people get really stressed out. Even though they're so excited to be there, it can be like overwhelming and stuff like that. So um, we're here to just to talk to you about it and, and give you all of our thoughts on all of these things. And uh, Lacey's the best uh, at this. She worked for Repop, so she knows the ins and outs of that aspect. But she's also been to a ton of them. And specifically, uh, the London one in 2016. So there's going to be you know elements of that that are probably similar. Um, same location too, right? I assume. Excelsior. Yeah. Yep. So, so let's just get after it. Um, Lacey, the first thing I want to just pitch to you to start the chat is um, what are elements for people who have gone to celebrations before, but not in London that they can expect being different in terms of how they should like prepare and that element of it, of going to one in London. It, say they live in the States and they've gone to Orlando and Anaheim and stuff. Well, what's different? about a London celebration that you could think of? So the thing I found the weirdest, well, not weirdest, most different about the one in London is that the convention center is set up a little differently. So compared to other convention centers like Orlando or Anaheim, where you walk in and there's like a lobby entryway and then the hall is towards the back, this one you enter kind of from the sides and there's like a long section and the uh, convention center is like kind of broken into halves so down the long center is like coffee shops food stands seating areas security uh not check-in security but like security booths or helpful booths stuff like that um and then on one side of the hallway which i'm saying hallway but it's basically like a huge kind of like what you'd think a mall is like a huge walking mm -hmm. area and mm -hmm. on one side is the show floor and the other side was um, panels in like the big panel room. Now, the big panel room was down at the far end of the uh, convention center on the, the right side. The way I'm thinking about it is like if you're looking at the aloft, which is the hotel on one side of the convention center, if you're coming from like where the, the dock is and the marina with all the restaurants, if you're going into the convention center that way, like where the, the train lets off, where the metro lets off. If you go straight down all the way to the other end on the right side is the convention center, um, like the big main room. It's like a big, gigantic room that they put. They have like bleacher seats and then floor seats. It's much smaller than the Anaheim bowl that you sat in oh, for like okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi room. It's like half of that. Hmm. So keep that in mind and set expectations, especially if we go into this with like lotteries and stuff. It's not going to be easy to get in that room. So... Be prepared for that. Um, they might have made it bigger. That might be a thing. We don't know yet. Um, but based on my experience in 2016, it wasn't as big as other convention centers that we've been in. So then um, clarify this for me, because like sure. in the other in the other uh, celebrations that we've done to, they've been like, here's where everything is. But if you're going to one of the main panels, it's over there. It's this other entity. Is that the case for this too? Or is it like right, just right across? It's all in the same building. It's across the hall. So like okay. usually the queuing space is across the hall from that big room and then the show floor is in the next kind of hall. So there's like a temporary wall that's up and then there's the show floor. So then so the it's queuing not like Chicago with like you have to go to the Wind Trust Arena. No. 
No, no, no. Same building. So basically what happened is if you're looking at the building as like a square, like a, like a pizza. (laughs) So you have like, you have the show floor here and then the Mm -hmm. queuing for the show floor over here, the queuing here for the panel and then the panel over here. And then this was just like open space for other queuing. Mm -hmm. So the hallway goes down the middle and it reminded me very much of like the mall. So it's like all the food courts and stuff are down the middle. Also, okay. these are our exclusive celebration stickers that I'm using the back of. <laughs> Do you feel that the O2 Center is, or XL Center, I'm sorry. Uh, O2 is feel- over the river. You can take a cable car to get over there. It's over the river. Do you feel it's well organized in your opinion? Compared to, uh, say, compared to Anaheim in terms of like, do you feel it's set up? good well for a celebration i honestly felt it was just a different vibe and this might just be compared to being in the u.s being to other countries mm-hmm. people didn't seem as eager for things as americans did like americans will line up two days in advance the british aren't doing that <laughs> from what i gathered that day now that might have changed but in 2016 it was very much like oh this panel's at nine i'm gonna roll up at like eight gotcha <laughs> like right. they're not the over over night people and if there were overnight people it was usually like americans that were waiting overnight okay so so beyond those elements um anything else from a this is going to be different in london uh, in terms of an experience Um, honestly it's pretty straightforward wherever these shows are held they usually set them up pretty standard it's like you have one big room for all the panels and then little panel rooms then they have queuing spaces and a show floor Gotcha. Okay. You'll probably see less companies over in the UK because it's expensive to bring stuff over there, but you'll probably see more exclusive only UK only licensees. Do they, for the people who are going to forget to buy uh, outlet converter plug chargers, <laughs> do they sell those there? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> I know people are going to, I guarantee people are going to ask that. But, but I'm sure you can well, get one at a local pharmacy and or grocery store. <laughs> I, I I actually have a, a small tip for that is that if you want to plug in a lot of things buy one converter and bring an, uh, a, an protector. electrical yeah. outlet or, or surge protector with you. Yeah, that is a good and idea. And then you can plug one thing in and plug the surge protector in and then you can plug in like four or five of your normal devices uh, all at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And Just don't portable. blow the fuse over there because they'll get well, mad. Well, sure. Yeah. D- uh, don't bring your microwave with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the things I recommend bringing uh, that we, I think we all were thankful that we do are a uh, portable cell phone charger into the thing in case like plugs get hogged up. That, that right? is the number one for me, especially nowadays. Like you're taking which I'm sure everybody has tons of photos, tons of video. You're capturing your time there. Bring a charger and don't get a cheap one. Spend a little extra money and get a good one that charges like eight phones because you'll be surprised how quickly your battery goes. Yeah, and those things, one I have charges my phone really quick too. Like, Nice. I remember in 2016, I was working the event and my phone was starting to die at that final panel with Gwendolyn Christie and I remember I missed Ben Mendelsohn coming out in his cape because my phone died. So Oof. bring mm. your charger. Yeah. <laughs> don't do what I did. Yeah. yeah it, you it also like if you don't know, um, it look for a charger that's probably USB C. 
that probably or 7.5 watts fast charging or higher um, depending on your phone. Uh, if you have an iPhone, specifically like a newer iPhone, you can plug in even uh, like a MacBook uh, charger that has USB-C. I mean, that's not portable, but like that's a quick way, like anything that will um, take that because uh, the phone will just take as, as much as you want to give it and it will move up as fast as it is. So as long as you get the, the fastest rated charger, your phone will likely accept that and uh, mm -hmm. it will charge as fast as it needs to. Mm -hmm. And hygiene and comfort. We're looking at extra socks, right, Lacey? And uh, yep, that's my that's my big tip. Extra socks, which people always laugh at. But throw an extra pair of socks in your bag halfway through the day. You can't change your shoes but you can change your socks and your feet will feel a hundred times better. And people have told me that every year, I, every time I've said this, they do it. And then they're like, wow, I actually do this for Disney. Now I do this for other theme parks. I do this for concerts because as your feet sweat, your socks wear a certain way that give you blisters and stuff. So if you put a fresh pair on, you're going to have nice dry feet and then it's okay. Everyone sweats. It's all right. Mm -hmm. And, and here, on that here, tip, deodorant and, Hand sanitizer. I always bring deodorant with me. I always even, bring deodorant. Even pre-pandemic hand sanitizer do that. Yep, always do you that. Shake yep. a lot of hands. And yep. then maybe uh, if you need to, a little some gum or breath mints. You never know. I have yeah. so I always have deodorant, socks, hand sanitizer, gum or mints, a snack, a water bottle, oh, an snack, empty one, yeah. because you don't have to pay for water. You can just ask them where the water fountain is. And a lot of places, especially in Europe, have the eco-friendly like fill your own water bottle stations. Just bring mm -hmm. an empty water bottle. Cool. Um, I have another tip about the the the, the socks situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is that I find that a lot of people think that they need good, like walking shoes or a a pair of shoes that are new or going to be comfortable because they're going to be on their feet all day. That's not the tip. That's not the answer. The actual answer is before you go. I'd say about two weeks before you go. And you start walking. It's not actually your footwear. It's your feet muscles not being used to being on your feet and walking that much. And th that's what makes your feet sore. So going into a big four day event where you're going to be on your feet, walking around a lot, make sure that you're doing a lot of walking at home first, get your body used to that condition. And then when you're there, you're not tired. You're not exhausted. You're not in pain. Very important. I could see that being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's a hundred percent a thing. I know it's a th I know it's a thing because I've lived it and I figured out what the problem was. And all the other times that I went to amusement parks and events and other things, and I finally figured it out. And it, it has to do with walking mm, and getting nice. used to that ahead of time. Very good. Very good. Um, so how about like um uh, let's talk about you know expectations and you know the aspect of not always like don't stress yourself out at celebration because you're going there to take a break from real life. You're taking PTO from work. You're, you know, whatever you're taking time off from and you're going away from family, whether you're local to London or you're going overseas from the U S or anywhere in the world, you know, just try to not stress as much and worry about things and try to enjoy your time and uh, advice I need to take for myself. And going to Disneyland was certainly part of this. Like we we're go, go, go the whole time. And I know like we were doing podcast stuff, but I wish I took more time to just walk around and walk around the show floor 
and just look at people and, and look at cosplayers and hop into a booth for a bit, you know, make sure like, be like, go want like have a drive and, and desire to want to go to panels and stuff, but also make sure you have downtime and just walk around the show floor and meet people. And, and cause everyone, like if you're on social media and you think the fandoms a certain way, it is not so, like this whole star Wars Twitter thing is not at all um, a microcosm of the real, real life star Wars fandom. People are nice. People are friendly. People are nerds. People love talking about things that they disagree with in a, in a, healthy and human and friendly way so there have been people who came to celebration because of like either our video or like they like our podcast and they went by themselves and then they made all these friendships there you know so it's just like think about that aspect of it that like you can learn the information about these panels and eventually probably see some stuff but you can't replicate the experience of going to celebration and meeting people that are just like you that you can't find anywhere else, like maybe in your hometown. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, you know, I said this back in 2019 when I first kind of the first year of me joining the podcast, which is my own way of when I go to anything like a theme park or a festival or Star Wars celebration, is I really kind of pick every day one thing that I have to do, one thing that I really, really want to do. Now, obviously, there's the expectation of like, hey, it might not happen, and that's okay. But if you do at least one thing, everything else is bonus, and I stick by that. Like, just pick one thing that you have to do, whether it's seeing cosplayers or going to this booth or going to the show store or going to this panel. Like, don't – like kind of what John was saying, like don't book up your time too much and just live in the moment and experience things. Definitely. Don't be afraid to ask for the photo. Don't be afraid to, you know, say hi to random people. Like you're going to make friends in random lines and mm-hmm. standing and opportunities at the food will stand. pass you by if you don't, if you're too afraid right. to do something. Yeah. Right. Just know that everybody's there to have a good time and to celebrate Star Wars. And I think if you go in there with kind of a positive, welcoming mindset, you're going to surprise yourself with who you end up meeting. And don't be afraid to ask questions you know if you don't know where something is or you know you're like where do these you know is there any meetups happening are where can i find these cosplayers is there a certain place to go like don't be afraid to ask because people will happily help you um and there's no there's no hurt in asking Mm -hmm. yeah yeah everyone's really friendly I think managing that expectations is a big one. Lacey, you're putting it as, as pick one thing that you want to do all day, but uh, you know, it's, it's fair to like, look at your schedule and say, um, you know, from, from 10 to 11, I'm going to go to this and then, you know, whatever from that point on, but you can fill in a few things for the day, but I would say you're, you're working against yourself. If you're like from 10 to 11, I'm doing this from 11 to 12. I'm doing this from 12 to 1230. Cause I'm things are going to go wrong. I'm telling you right now, yes. things are not going to happen or something and else gonna is going to catch your eye. And pressured and by, and you're going to just make it in. You're going to feel about, you're going to feel glad about that, but your brain is going to be running on. Uh, if I leave here fast enough, I can make it to that next thing on time, you know, and it, it's just, that makes it not fun. And it is going to make your experience feel like it, it all just flew by. And I think living in the moment and just sort of uh, casually going through things and understanding that you are going to miss things, give yourself that like downtime of like, well, 10 to 11, I'm going to be in that panel, but the next one doesn't start till 1230. So 
I don't know, I'll get food, I'll walk around, see what's going on. Just try to try to choose your items based on not rushing yourself to the next thing. Um, Cause people do feel like they can accomplish it. Like, Oh, I'll have a half an hour between that and that I'll make it. But you don't want to be like, you know, trying to, to make it to things or uh, to, to catch that connecting flight, if you will, it's just too stressful. Like just have yeah. fun. Yeah. And also like, there's the official some merch. Of, I was going to say some of this stuff too will be, will be streamed later. So it's nice that you could go to the panel and see it in person, but some of that stuff, maybe look at it as like, um, you know, that sounds awesome. I, I would love to be in the room, but you know, I'll watch that later. That's cool. I'll check that out later. Right now I have an opportunity to go see this thing in person, you know? Oh, and if go you to the find... exhibit, whatever yeah. the exhibit oh. is, go to the exhibit. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. The Mando thing was like the best thing at uh, mm-hmm. Anaheim, but uh, yeah. So like the big panel thing, I know people get so hung up on that and these lotteries and, you know, we've all had our share of panels. We didn't get into um james and i didn't get into the rise of skywalker panel but you know what if they're showing that on the star wars show stage or whatever they call that now the star wars live stage yeah dude you and i had the best time yeah yeah like Lacey obviously had the front and center right there but yeah just different experience the one a experience don't like be devastated if you don't get into a big panel if they're going to be streaming it which i think they are in the convention at least not maybe at home but like that show floor like people you felt like you were at a concert like it was so cool the energy was amazing everyone was really nice uh you can move around and stuff so don't like let it ruin your day or leading up to celebration oh i didn't get that panel and stuff like if you're going you're going to be in solid shape so just don't fret don't worry too much about missing the like in the room thing and also they have the overfills on the other like twins and galaxy stage uh so where they're going to show those so try and just try don't don't stress too much because i remember i did uh the first time i was like oh i didn't you know i didn't get rise of skywalker and then james and i just wound up watching it right next to each other and he filmed us watching the trailer and um we've got the reaction of the three of us on our one video but and we weren't the three of us weren't together which is like i wish we were but i'm glad Lacey got to be in the room for it but i guess what i'm trying to say is like james and i had a blast and we weren't in the panel and you will too if they're doing the same thing for what if it's the movie stuff indiana jones ahsoka whatever you're still gonna have an amazing experience with a lot of star wars fans and whoever you're with so don't fret too much about that the first year I went, I felt there was pressure to keep up with the news too. Like I felt like I was trying to be on Twitter to see like, Oh, did they announce like a new high Republic thing or, you know, whatever. I don't even know if that was the case, but I'm just like, whatever the, the thing was. And then I found out through that process. And the second year I went that I was like, Oh, if they announce stuff, I'll find out later. It's not like, it's not a big deal. Um, if you are not able to make it into a panel, don't stay in your hotel room and watch the panel. If it's streaming, go and enjoy the show. Yeah. You'll, you'll see that panel stuff later because it, you know, it will be on replay or whatever. Or if, you know, if they're not going to replay it, then that's their choice. That's, that's not your fault. That's Lucasfilm's decision to not share that with the people that didn't get in the room. So don't 
don't let that ruin your your time. You know, you you came all the way, so enjoy what they are offering you during that time frame. I also yeah. want to chime in here really quick, and I and I'm trying very hard not to be the Debbie Downer or be that person that's gonna like crush <laughs> dreams right now. Um, but this past week on StarWars.com, they released that they were doing streaming on the Star Wars stage, and they were doing streaming online, brought to you by Jedi Order. Um, And they were going to do live interviews and experiences, which is what they've always done with the Star Wars stage. They always bring guests out and stuff like that. And then they also mentioned panels in the phrasing. However, I just want everybody to set the expectation and understand that the way that the, the wording is said there, it leaves it broad enough that it doesn't specify every panel. It doesn't specify celebration panels. It says panels. So it could be you know, the High Republic panel or, you know, Doug Chang interview panel, that doesn't mean they're going to stream the showcase panel. So I'm saying this because I don't want to see people being disappointed or upset online because it hurts Mm -hmm. me to see people act like that because I feel for them. Um, But just don't assume everything is going to be streamed because I don't think it will be. Um, So I don't want to bring the energy down but no just yeah, keep and, that in mind and don't assume that the customer service people don't know what they're talking about yeah so when i worked <laughs> at reed the customer service team is in the same building now obviously i haven't worked at reed for many years so they might have changed that i i understand that there's obviously a chance that things are different but the customer service team was a part of reed exhibitions which was the company that owns reed pop and they were people that worked on the same floor as us that I could literally walk a hundred feet and I'd be in the customer service department. So when I see people online saying like, oh, customer service is wrong. They don't know what they're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Like I felt a little bit kind of protective of those people because they're so nice um, that I know for a fact that they wouldn't say something unless they checked first. And so I know that someone probably walked over to ReadPop or emailed ReadPop or it could be a ReadPop representative in the customer service inbox <laughs> answering those questions. Um, so at that point in time, they probably weren't streaming things. So I just don't want people to run around saying, hey, those people are lying or they don't know what they're talking about or, oh, they clearly outsource that service. They don't. Um, and they're human beings just like we are. And they do the best they can. So let's mm-hmm. not run around the internet calling them liars because they Agreed. probably yeah. checked and they probably t- did their due diligence. And that's just what they've been told um, with events like this, with any event where you have major partners like Disney or Lucasfilm, you have multiple hands in chefs in the kitchen that are right. determining certain things, whether it be Too streaming or merchandise. Yeah, exactly. So just be a little bit more lenient with things. Um, I understand that people are kind of stressed because they want to know what's going on and they can't attend and they feel it's unfair. I get all that. I'm just saying, don't attack the messenger, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And don't forget, you know, there's already been two Star Wars celebrations where they didn't stream the major panels on YouTube. Or they cut it. Remember John Favreau Mm -hmm. goes, okay, is it cut? Great. We're now going to show the first 10 minutes and then they cut it. They black it out. Yeah. Yeah, the last one I remember that they did do that was 2017 with Last Jedi, and that's six years ago now. So I don't think people should have an expectation that they're going to do it again. 
Um, so there has to be a reason why you buy a ticket to these events, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm saying unfortunately because I know it's a privilege and I know that absolutely it's a cost to go to these things. I get oh, yeah. that. Um, but there is a reason why they host these events, and it's to give the privilege of seeing things first, just like D23, just like San Diego right. Comic Con. And if and if you're starving for the the news on the next slate of Star Wars movies, you're gonna get that information three minutes after we do and they're not going to have footage you're going to get all the information we had in terms of like here's the next wave of star wars movies like you're going to get all the info so it's not going to be one of those things where 10 30 000 people leave london and we all keep our mouth shut like you're gonna right, find right. what's going on about the movies so don't worry about that either um oh then other uh, random thing i just thought of i sometimes go to celebration i'm like i'm not buying anything but there's a, sometimes you see something and you're like, oh my God, I remember that from when I was seven or, <laughs> or, or something new. Like it doesn't have to be official stuff from the store. There's all these vendors that have these amazing things. I bought solo stuff for my kid. Me and Lacey were like scrambling to find stuff. And then so, the, the poster tubes is what I want to get to poster okay. tubes, but also the, the bow and arrow sling. So you don't have to hold it the whole time. You wear that puppy on your back. It looks like Robin Hood. And you, you, you put that thing, uh, you put your posters in there, protect them, and you don't have to worry about holding the tube. Or you buy thing. a sleeve. So I brought sleeves with me to Anaheim, and John lucked out because I brought extra ones because I knew John wouldn't bring any. And I just put his posters into sleeves and packed them into my suitcase. <laughs> um, I had sleeves on all my shirts. Thank you very much. <laughs> I th- the point the being there, sleeves. too. <laughs> Like pre-plan for what you might not even know you're going to buy. So maybe the chance of like bringing that extra, like don't pack at your full capacity and then go like, don't take that extra carry on or whatever, go figure out what you're going to buy and have preparation for that. But also I would leave your carry on empty. Honestly, I would bring a carry on empty and then check if you can check your bag with your clothes and stuff keep an outfit in your bag just in case something happens. But I usually bring a carry on that's empty. Yeah. So I'm saying like, it, you, you don't bring three hoodies. It's just <laughs> like, you know, maybe sure. just the one and then you've got some room for some posters or whatever in your, <laughs> right. in your bag, right. however you pack, just know that you might be leaving uh, with more stuff than you came with. Um, but also <laughs> keep in mind that, you know, uh, your ratio of like things that you're going to use while you're there and then throw away maybe like um, like uh, toothpaste and soap and, and other things like that. You oh know, yeah. I always whatever. bring just, travel ones that I just don't bring back with me. Yeah. The extra stuff that you, you can sort of make room for it cause you need it when you're there, but then when you're leaving, you'll have that extra space. Um, but also that goes for uh, things that you're going to carry on the floor, floor room, uh, uh, the showroom floor as well. So like uh, backpacks, which obviously some of the stuff need to be checked. So you need to think about that stuff, but backpacks, fanny packs or any type of like purses and things that you're going to be carrying as well. Um, And what you can take on the floor as well. Lacey, you mentioned that you can bring food. So that's good if you're trying to save money. You have to to double check the convention center, but usually they allow like, especially if you're a family, they usually allow like sandwiches and snacks and stuff because if people have kids, you can't say no to that. Usually the um, clear bags these days, like whether it's a baseball stadium or football stadium, you need to put yeah. in like a clear bag or something. Yep. Yeah, and usually. uh and and what would be good in that case would be like any sort of like uh like a nutri game bar or other things like that. Yep. That when you're Fertile in a pinch, bars, yeah. yeah, those things will be like, Makes you know nuts. what, I'm starving right now, but like if I 
not to put not, not like somebody's not stressing out because you're not stressing out at this event. But like if you're not going to make it to that panel because you're hungry and you have to get food, it's nice to have that like extra bar that could like hold you over through that like 40 minute whatever. And then you could get some food. Plus, look, convention um, centers are expensive. Maybe you just want snacks because you don't want to buy them. That too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I yeah. spent like nine bucks on a pre-made white bread, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> No, no joke. Like, I have friends know. that go to all the celebrations and they actually always, whether it's Europe or not, every celebration they always bring and Disney too, they pack in their suitcases box, boxes of those, um, what are they called? They're the PB&J like little pods. Uncrustables. Uncrustables. They Uncrustables. Boxes of Uncrustables. Those are so good. They pack <laughs> I don't those think in I've ever suitcase. had one. They pack them in their suitcase and then when they get there, they go, okay. And then they take them with them in their bag. So like throughout the day, mm -hmm. they save money and they don't spend money on snacks or anything. And they have Uncrustables. Yeah, yep. I'm going to give me some Uncrustables, I think. Um, speaking of, uh, well, oh, I was just going to mention this too. Do, Lacey, do you happen to know if, I mean, this might be something you could look into, but if, if you don't, uh, listeners, <laughs> but Excel Center having a mailing system so that if you buy something, you'd be able to ship it home without having to worry about Oh, like a mail center they might have a mail center if not definitely hotels have mail centers i can tell you this that was one of that's always been one of my tips for disney is that you might not know it but you can buy things at disney and then pay just pay the shipping and they will ship it home to you and most people think you go and you have to buy the stuff and take it back with you but they have a service for this and they know that they can um elevate customer purchases if if they just make it really easy to buy that thing and we'll pack it safely. We'll get it home. Don't worry about your carry-on or what you can take on the plane. Um, yeah. They can handle that stuff. So it might be something to also consider uh, having um, that cash for is uh, possibly mailing it. Um, you might need a little extra spending money in that case. Um, and I was going to say just in general, like currency, like uh, you may want to go to a bank before you leave to have a certain amount of cash value um, that when you land, you will already be, uh, capable of paying for, uh, a taxi or a service or a fee or food. Um, if you're worried about credit card situations yeah. when you're so there, they, it's good it to have some cash and you can get that ahead of before, before travel. Yeah. So it looks like they don't have a mail center. They say that they have one post box at the West end of the venue by the taxi area. So, so you can send a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think a lot of the hotels have the ability to mail things. Um, that being so check said, your they, hotel. they do have charge boxes for phones located at the east and west venue near the entrances. The cost is one fifty in pounds for 30 minutes and $2 or two pounds uh, for 50 minutes. So they have chargers if you forget yours as well. Um, yeah. And they also have coat rooms. So if you buy stuff on the show floor and you don't want to bring it to the panel, you can check it in one of the cloak rooms. Yeah. Or 501st people store their unis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I remember when we showed up to, I forget what if it was Chicago or Anaheim, they were all lined up and they all were picking up their boxes that they had shipped there. And I, mean, I assume that there's places for them to store their stuff if they can't wear it all day. But, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we are going to get to some questions in a minute here that were submitted to us. But is there anything else we want to bring up beyond? Uh, obviously, if, if you're around, we don't have our schedule yet. 
maybe by the time this airs we do we're not sure what we heard maybe mm-hmm. next week but uh we're doing a podcast uh right at the convention this time so uh be sure to we'll keep you posted of course on when uh and where that is but uh hopefully you can make it because we're always uh gonna make it a good time so hopefully you can attend to our uh, our live podcast well i, I have... do have our what we're giving Go away ahead. do we want to talk about that yeah let's do yeah. it yeah. So first we have, I don't know if you could see it. It's a sticker set. Ooh. Zoom it in. I don't know. I can't do a, zoom do, in. do a push shot. I can't. <laughs> but the stickers, it's six stickers. It's a sticker sheet. It has We're Back Baby as a sticker. It has our taco, taco challenge as a Taco Bell sauce packet. It has uh, Dengar with the deal with it sunglasses. <laughs> we have a pie bet. We have John's hat that he's wearing right now. And then this is more of a creative one, but because everybody that knows my pretzel story, we have the Bavarian legend squadron. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's something that we're just giving out when we see people throughout the convention center. But if you come to our panel, you get one of these, which is a limited edition print. has a nice shine to it. We only have 300 of them. (laughs) Ooh. That's going to be numbered. Your too. tube will come in. They're going to be numbered. Yep. And they're going to be bagged and boarded like a comic book. So they're going to be safe in your bag if you get one. So that's if you come to our panel. Yeah. Nice. Very, we'll also very have like cool. other I'm so excited for that. giveaways and stickers and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, I have another so- really random tip that you guys might make fun of me for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, anytime you ever take like a life journey, uh, that you go on some big adventure. I have found it very well to pick something that you are going to do only on that journey. Um, a couple tips for this is uh, uh, a new album from a band you like or something like that. Listen to it your whole trip. Anytime you have a free opportunity, just start it over and listen to it. Um, possibly if you're there, pick up a perfume or cologne or something. Um, and then uh, if there's like a, a drink or, or an experience that is unique to wherever you're going, uh, partake in that every time. Um, because the reward for doing this is that when you are back home and you decide to spray that perfume, uh, you will immediately be taken back to all the good times you had during that event. Uh, every time you put on that album, you're immediately pulled back to a walking around the event uh, having fun, smiling. You remember the things you see. Uh, anytime you taste that drink or eat that food, it will immediately pull you back. And I feel like Why that is... Why would we make something... fun of you about this? <laughs> well, because it's a it's, weird thing. It sounds very sweet and sentimental and reflective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, apparently, I, we're terrible. I didn't know if it would people... <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but I, James I thinks we're terrible that... people. That's what it is. <laughs> no, I just thought it would be like, it'd be like, so you're telling me to drink only cherry coke you know no like look i am the biggest tourist i will do all the touristy things wherever i am because i know when am i ever going to be back here so like i'm going to london i'm eating fish and chips i'm having tea at some point like i'm Mm -hmm. doing all the things that people probably in britain are like really yes i'm Mm -hmm. doing them (laughs) and i i think like um that experience and and i'll give you a real world one is that every time i go to disney world all i drink is cherry coke I mean, I'll drink other things, but like whenever I'm filling up the fountain drink, it's cherry Coke because every time I randomly am at a party or I decide to grab a cherry Coke just because whatever, I'm immediately I feel like I'm in Disney and I'm having a Disney day. 
Says the guy whose wife makes all the Disney snacks at home, buy the recipes and <laughs> makes themed parties about Disney. You're it's you. True. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just busting your chops, but you know, credit to your wife for I, I'm just jealous about the, the yeah, morning yeah. wrap. I, I, I'm just throwing that out as a suggestion. Believe me, if you're listening to no, that that's really cool. album I, on the plane like and while you're walking around the city and, and you're experiencing that, you put that album on years later and you're gonna be immediately you're gonna be like looking at Big Ben in your head. It's gonna be so cool. Just yeah, I, that I is cool. I think that is a really cool tip that's not like on the checklist of normal types of common, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, I like that. That's cool. Um, Lacey, any last things before we uh, get through some of the questions people submitted? Not really. All right, let's have get a good time. Questions people submitted. Let's. It's time for. Uh, I'm gonna let him bring it up. It is time for Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midi chlorians? All right, guys, Ask the Resistance. It's been a while since I've done this one, but. You've got Star Wars celebration questions, and hopefully we have some good answers. So first up, we have Maximilian, Maximilian S-C-H-R, who asks, uh, it will be my first celebration, finally. Congrats. Can't wait to see you. Uh, he says, when and where will I be able to meet you, John? Uh, I mean, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, We'll be, we'll be, uh, I mean, I know me personally, I'm going to try to spend more downtime on the show floor and stuff, but our podcast panel, uh, we will keep everyone posted on where exactly that is in terms of the podcast stage. Cause it's usually in one central spot or now it's called the hollow news stage. Um, and we'll let everyone know the date and time. Uh, and we're certainly going to be also announcing, uh, you know, what we're doing after we usually the day, you know, when we have our event, whether it's at the convention or not we always try to make it a point to hang out with everybody after. So whether it's at a podcast meetup or our own meetup or something. So we're going to keep everybody posted on that. And then um, not every day or our social media is probably going to be a place that if you're not already following us there during that time period, follow us unfollow us if you want. I don't know, whatever, but during that time period, it'd be a good time to follow us because that's going to be our, the easiest way for us to say, we'll be here at this time. Come and hang out with us. Yeah, exactly. We'll do meetups and we might be organizing nothing too big, but uh, we might find a cool spot to do. Like if you're a fan of Solo and makes a little too happy, we might like do another thing where we can get together with people at this celebration and take a a nice photo in front of uh, like a cool background. Like Mm -hmm. who knows? Something. Nice. He also asks, when will my ticket arrive? Uh, Max, that's a great question because I'm also waiting for my ticket still. Uh, Reed Pop hasn't mailed them yet. They said that they'll mail yeah. them soon. <laughs> he said, how do I get into panels? When will the reservation system be active? That's also a great question. Uh, Reed Pop has not announced that yet. I'm assuming that's going to come in the next week or so. And then he says, can I carry a backpack with me? Yes, you can. You just have to go through security when you get there. Mm-hmm. Usually once Which you're is- cleared, you're good super easy it's exactly what you would expect you walk up they say can you take your bag off you open it up the guy sticks a stick in there and <laughs> it just kind of looks around or whatever and then you just kind of move past that um it's pretty simple but you know a little bit of security goes a long way yeah next is david who asks uh hey david he asks any tips for celebration on a budget like we said bringing some stuff with you snacks stuff like that um i mean just for budgeting in general like just set 
an amount for that day. Like, hey, I'm only going to spend 100 bucks today and just kind of stay within that budget. That's how I usually do it. Um, and then he says, are the team, hmm. is the TRB team up for enthusiastic handshakes? Yeah. I, sure, I am. Uh, I mean, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up a question that we got on Thursday during Mando fan show. We got a super chat from miles who right. had asked, um, he had said he was fuming, which I'm assuming he's British. Cause I feel, I hear that. And I think like I'm fuming, which is like a very British thing to say instead of like, I'm pissed. Like the Americans say, um, he asked how we felt about Jedi order, not having a panel, but like, I guess they're sponsoring the live stage. My Jedi survivor. Yeah, sorry, Jedi Survivor. Um, Miles, my advice is to kind of stay tuned. I don't think they're going to have Celebration without having some type of Jedi Survivor panel. I'm sure it just hasn't been finalized yet, and sometimes they'll announce panels like a couple weeks out. If you look at the schedule right now, the stuff that's been announced, there are blocks of time that there's nothing. So don't lose hope yet. It still might happen, um, but we really appreciate your super chat. And I'm sorry we didn't answer it the other day just because it was Mandalorian yeah. focused, but sure. don't worry. Stay tuned. I'm sure there's going to be something about that, if not a booth and, as well. Yeah, I was going to say like, so yeah, the, thank you, Miles. Um, I, I remember James got to play the Vader Immortal Oculus game on the show floor. And being that this game was supposed to be out by the time Celebration came out, I would be shocked if they didn't have a you can try the game out thing uh, or like something like that. Like like Lacey said, a booth or or even an enclosed thing where you can go in and there's like little kiosks where you can play it. I I would be I mean, if I was doing it, I would I would I would do that because the game's obviously ready, you know, in terms of like uh, they delayed it probably because they were finishing things up and it pushed its release out. But they'll have it ready i'm sure to to be playable so hopefully they do it i'm not saying i know i just think that'd be cool and it wouldn't shock me if they had something where you can test the game out and stuff like that maybe not a panel with cameron monahan although it'd be cool to see him there but i think you'll get like Lacey said you'll get your dose of jedi survivor because it's star so, wars celebration and they want to sell some video games so i think he will be there but i but you're saying a panel i don't think it'll be a panel i think he will make an appearance at the uh live stage that they stream the stage uh, is brought to you by jedi survivor he'll come out he'll talk to the hosts and it'll be live and he'll get in with the audience and other things like that that stage over there has traditionally also been a a very uh hyped up where they bring lots of celebrities out uh, for that section, um, all sorts of cast and crew. Um, it, it's a it's a really good opportunity if you want to see with your own eyes these people, but you can't get into the panel. Always keep an eye on that other stage because they just surprise people. They're just like Pedro Pascal, he's here! Like walks out and he's oh, just yeah. for a crowd of like two hundred or something that happens to be around the stage at the moment. It's live streamed, but. It is kind of one of those things. That it's a, that's another little tip is to kind of keep your your eye on that. But that's that's, that's usually on I the day I, that they have panels. Like keep an eye on the panel right. schedule, and that's usually when the guests will come through. Yep. Yeah. Because mm. they um, get them in, from the panel to that stage, then they're usually doing press and they're out. Yeah, I think you're probably going to be sick of Jedi Survivor by the end of this thing because everything is going to be like brought to you by Jedi Survivor, and you're going to see the same clips over and over and over because they are going to push that game so hard because yeah. it's a sponsor 
Um, but I, I would expect Cameron Monahan to make an appearance somewhere. Yeah. Yes. So we have a question from Thomas at Thomas C three, three, two, nine, five, zero, zero seven. Hey, Thomas. He says, if you you were to book a photo with a celeb, do you get a chance to speak with them or you rush through? You get about probably like 20 to 30 seconds to talk with them. Um, and then, yeah, they, they kind of get you through. If you get an autograph, they usually take more time with you. So if you're looking to speak to someone, get an autograph over a photo. Because the photo people are just trying to shuffle people through. Um, and then he says, shout out to my son, Sam, and my daughter, Leah. We are all going to celebration for our first time, and we're very excited. Awesome. Yes. Hey, Sam. Hey. hey, Leah. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you, Thomas, for your question. Hey, guys. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, all the other questions you guys sent in, we kind of just covered in our big things. So I don't want to just keep yes. repeating myself, but if or you have more questions, questions that will be answered very soon. Yeah. So now right away. Yeah. If you have more questions, definitely send them our way. Cause we will be trying to do kind of shorter tip videos, probably leading up to celebration to help you guys out. So just let us know what you think. Back to you, John. And yes, you can buy me a beer. Whoever asked that. Um, but yeah. All right. So thanks to everybody for uh, listening and watching and being a part of TRB. It means a great deal to the three of us. Um, thank you to all of our uh, patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast for making a lot of what we do possible in terms of our live shows and our coverage of events, going to events, all this stuff. Um, we can't do it without you. So that means uh, such a great deal to us. So I want to give a special shout out to our generals and spice runners. We know a bunch of you are heading over there uh, and we're going to do our best uh, f- to cover, by the way, to cover the convention for any of our listeners who are at home. So you want to check in with our YouTube channel um, uh, specifically our YouTube channel for any of our videos on our reactions to panels and all that stuff. So make sure you're keeping up a TRB all week as well. Uh, but our generals and spice runners uh, uh, can't say enough about these people. Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, Aaron Ellington, Diana, Ivar, and Micah Harrison, and our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gelner, Ryan Wara, David Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. Thank you all and all of our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, sign up and... Uh, to any tier uh however you'd like check it out uh tier start at five dollars a month and then as you go up the ranks there's a lot of other options and bonus and we're gonna be doing our general and admirals and spice runners call coming up soon so if you want to join us behind the scenes just kind of hang out which are always fun yeah. so fun yeah. um and as far as uh we go uh johnny hoey on twitter and uh my movie podcast just like the movies um we're doing uh the born identity next uh, I believe that's the first one. <laughs> anyway, James it is. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks is where you can find me if you want to talk about Star Wars. And Bad Batch reviews. And Bad Batch reaction show every Wednesday at 3 a.m. But that's not what you're going to be doing at 3 a.m. You're going to be watching the Mando Mandalorian Minute probably. Because or or just, sleeping. <laughs> yeah, or sleeping. Yeah, you just watch the Mandalorian and now there's that. But whenever you get a chance on Wednesday to check out that episode of Bad Batch, when you're done, head over to the Resistance Broadcast YouTube and take a minute with me. Yeah, and in addition to our Mando Minutes, our immediate reactions, uh, Lacey test ran a live watch along exclusively on exclusively on patreon so Lacey, uh let them know about that and where else they can find you 
Yeah, you can find those every morning on Patreon. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. All right. And we will be back to discuss Chapter 19 of The Mandalorian uh, with our guest, uh, Jedi Manda. She's uh, an excellent cosplayer, also an author. Um, so she's going to be joining us to talk about that on Wednesday at 8.30 right on our channel. And it will be on the podcast feeds thereafter. But we hope everyone has a great start to your week. We hope this was a helpful uh, episode. And also, again, for the people not going to Celebration, watch our channel along that week. We'll try to bring you into the experience. And also, we hope you enjoy the other aspects of this episode in Will of the Force. Uh, but more importantly, thank you to everybody. Uh, however you found us, however you're with us, we appreciate it. And we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids